All right, we're rolling zero to 60 here. I'm your host, Matt McChesney. Welcome to the afternoon, uh, 30 minute here, little sprint. We've got 20 minutes with the great Steve Atwater, uh, the Hall of Famer, the Ring of Famer, number one in your hearts, number 27 on the field. Uh, Steve, welcome to the show, brother. It's so great to have you on. Uh, as always, folks, our show is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. The NFL, the NHL, everything is, is popping off right now. Bet Online is the best app to do all of your betting uh, and, and really get involved with everything from the UFC to college basketball. Uh, the number one, you know, LSU lost to CU. That was a big upset. Uh, you know, the Broncos are, are plus 280 on the road. That could be a, a big payout for you. So make sure you go to Bet Online, use the promo code Bleed, and you'll get a 50% bonus. Uh, retention when you first deposit. So Bet Online is the place to be, and we thank them for being the title sponsor of the show. All right. The great Steve Atwater is on the show, brother. Welcome. Thank you, bro. How you been? I'm, I'm great, man. It's always great to have you on. Uh, you know, it's, it's a one, uh, at least a once-a-year thing, and it's always a, an honor to have you on the show. Uh, how are things in uh, in Broncos country over there, bro? I know you got press conference here in 20 minutes. How you feeling? Yeah, man, everything is going well. Uh, the guys got to be on cloud nine after that big win over the Chiefs, uh, you know, the week before the bye. Um, they, they, they put in the work, man. They put in the work. I walk past practice, and, man, I, I see the guys, man, they're, they're grinding. They're grinding, man. I think uh, confidence level is high, and uh, hopefully they can uh, pick up where they left off uh, that last game against the Chiefs. So definitely turned a corner. I mean, look, we all know the Chiefs rivalry. Obviously, you're a massive part of that with the, the hit on Christian Okoye and all the wins and the win in Arrowhead, you know, for the first Super Bowl. Um, that rivalry, did you ever think it would go eight years without a dub? Like, I, I don't mean to bring up the past. I'm so glad they broke the streak. But how how important was that win? Like, I think it's the most significant win since the Super Bowl easily, right? Yeah, it was extremely important, man. Yeah, 16 games, way too many games, especially when you consider it's in your in your same division, right? I mean, you know, normally when you have rival well, I think every team in the division is a rival anyway. <laughs> but normally, you know, you, you split or one year you you may win two or you may lose both of them, but normally it's it's pretty even there. So it's been lopsided. So uh, hopefully we can, we can get on a roll and we can get get some of those back from the previous year. So um, I was extremely happy with the way the guys played, though, man. They, they, they left it out there on the field. Yeah, 25 points in two games against the defending Super Bowl champions is the way the defense needs to go. They had the bye week. Bye weeks are, are huge. Sean Payton was always great off of buying New Orleans. Um, you know, you're saying the, guy, the guys are grinding, obviously – I, I believe that. I think that they've really turned a corner, especially defensively. Going to Orchard Park, bro, that place is uh, it's a house of horrors for some teams. They can't figure out a way to win. Uh, you know, you had a lot of success there in the past, but also everybody's gone there and lost, myself included. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, trust me, I'm, I'm also on there, too, guys. It wasn't, wasn't a one-way street up there in Buffalo, man. I don't think uh, many people have their way up there. So, uh, just the environment, and plus, you know, they, they've been a well-coached team for many years. Also do a great job of bringing in good talent. So, uh, you know, you know, uh, it's not going to be an easy game in Buffalo. So I remember when I was a high schooler, you know, watching watching you guys, 
in, in those great Bronco teams. You guys got stuck in the snow one year. <laughs> but was that was that ninety eight? Oh man, was that ninety seven or ninety eight? Was that, that ninety seven or ninety eight? I can't remember if it was the Super Bowl year or the year before. Dang, but I'm not like the snowmobiles and people plowing the roads. Like you got a funny story from the from the 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 snow gate before you guys went up to Buffalo and got a dub. Well, I tell you what, man. Um, first off, like I lived. I'm not sure if you know where uh, Shenango is here. Okay. Uh, and I lived. I lived in Shenango. Me and TD. Um, I think John he had moved out of there, and like we were up like elevated from where Centennial is, where, you know, where the practice facility is. Right. And, uh, you know, I had a Range Rover. I'm like, yeah, man, this is nothing. This is going to be a piece of cake. <laughs> and I pulled my Range Rover out. I got about 15 yards down my driveway and it was over. I was stuck. <laughs> so I had to get out and I had to go back in the house. And it was crazy because I didn't shovel anything. You know, I should have known, but I, you know, still what did, did didn't uh wasn't, wasn't aware of that that was crazy but uh so we had to have some snowmobiles and greg robinson who was our defensive coordinator r.i.p rest in peace he he's, he passed yeah. away uh a couple of years ago man uh but he lived close by yeah he was a great coach man great great person too but um he lived not too far from us and so they sent snowmobiles for terrell and i to ride over to Greg's house. And I think it was a couple, maybe a couple other people too. And, and so a guy picked us up from there in a, in a, in a Ford Bronco and uh, took us over. And we actually were on a Arapahoe road and we went over into a ditch and I'm like, Oh man, we're done. And the guy had a winch <laughs> on the front of the truck. He was able to get us out. Uh, man, it, was, it, was just, it was some drama, man. But, uh, long story short, we we made it. Uh, we made it over to the facility, and w- once we got to the airport, people were lined up at the airport as we got on the plane, like it was our last flight. And that was a little scary. I'm like, man, you guys, we're the only flight that went out that day too. It was, no other flights were going out, but they allowed what, us was to go it out. And say what? Was it sketchy? Like getting on the plane? Like, man, the no, it was a little scary. It wasn't sketchy, but it was scary. You just got somebody. <laughs> They were lined up like, man, I don't know. They had to look on their face like, man, I don't know if I would do that if I were you. But, you know, we did it. And, uh, man, it, it, it was great. Uh, and we, we that was a bonding moment for us, I think, as a team as well. You know, we we went through all that, you know, all the difficulty getting there. And there was no way in the world we were going to make them an excuse. We're like, man, we came this far. We better take care of business. You know, we went through all this to get here. We got to take care of business. Yeah, it's funny how adversity molds, you know, champions. And, you know, th- this Bronco team and the franchise has been through a ton of adversity, obviously, since the last yeah. Super Bowl in 15. But I-, I truly believe the last couple of weeks we've turned a corner. Just talk about what you've seen from, like, not only Russ, but the offensive system. They ran the ball 40 times. Yeah. Threw yeah. it 19. Like, that is some that's, – that's some, like – that's some TD, you know, just hammer the rock with the great zone zone offense uh, and, and let those guys go eat and just play into the hands of your defense. All that's great setup, don't you think? Yeah, and Sean Payton has mentioned in a couple of press conferences that he wish he hadn't gotten away from the run in some of those games. and But I also think that 
with the way the offensive line, the way that they were playing, you know, no jumping off sides, being extremely physical, you can you can make something happen with that. You know, when, when you're running the ball effectively uh, and you have confidence that nobody's going to jump off sides, nobody's going to have a holding call, um, then you, you have something. But when, when you have all the little errors, I don't think the confidence level is as high that, hey, man, we, we can continue to pound the ball without somebody jumping off sides or without uh, this or that happening. Uh, I think Sean has the confidence now. I'll, you know, I think he had it early on, but, you know, we, we just were making still a few too many mistakes. But it seems like they've cleaned those mistakes up. And, and again, man, they're, they're coming off the ball. They're playing to the whistle. And I saw early on in the season where sometimes guys wouldn't necessarily play to the whistle. They play hard. But then you know how the great offensive linemen are. Great offensive linemen, they'll block you. And then just say they have a running back going behind them. Well, they're going to continue to block you until the play is over, or they'll go and they'll block you and then go block someone else. They're not Absolutely. stopping. They're not stopping once you know once they feel they do their job and they just sit and walk around. No, man, you got to play to the whistle because you never know which one of those defensive guys is going to go, go over and make a tackle, cause a fumble, do something crazy. So you you, you got to make sure that you play to the whistle on the offensive side of the ball. And I've I've seen that pick up. And that that's really helped that offensive line as well, just because they're, they're they're playing to the whistle, man. They've gone back, looked at film, and made those corrections, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, look, Chris Jones is a bad man. We know that. Bad man. Yeah. Quinn Myers wore him out. <laughs> he wore him out. You know, everybody knows he wore him out. He wore his ass out, and Quinn, Quinn was letting everybody know. I mean, he's really turned into a hell of a football player. That's a great job by the scouting department. And then right next to him, Lloyd Lloyd has really developed into yeah. one of the top centers in football. The interior of the offensive line now seems like a real strength, and, and they just gave all the money to Powers – I mean, they're, they're going to have to make some really hard decisions financially with a $130 million offensive line, both those guys coming up for contract, playing at the level they're playing. I mean, they if they run the football the way they're running the football, Steve, just talk about how hard it is as a defender when they can just pipe the ball on you consistently. How difficult is it to, to play the, the deep play action shots and to really be able to tee off? I tell you, man, for a defense, it's extremely frustrating when the offense can run the ball. I mean, I, I've, I've been in games where, you know, we haven't been able to stop the run, and you know, it's it's debilitating, man. It, it, you know, it's like they they're, they're taking your will away. And uh, I remember being in the huddle with my guys, just say, "Hey, man, look, we're just playing for respect." So you know, we can't stop them, but going there and just just lay somebody out, you know, just you know, you plan for respect, man, because. Uh-huh. It, it just I don't know. Sometimes offenses they have your number in the run game, and and then you got to allocate another defensive back or another person to the run, and now you're not as strong in the pass. Everybody's biting up trying to make sure that they hit that hole to meet the running back in the hole, and all of a sudden he fakes it, and then the quarterback right. fakes it to him, and then bam, wide receiver wide open. So it um, the run game opens up everything. I I, I firmly believe that. That's the case now. It's always been the case that if you don't have your run, well, I can, say, I can say that a few teams out there, they don't really have to get their run game together. They can just, you know, they, they're so creative in the passing game that 
you know, they, they don't necessarily have to establish the run, but uh, most teams and, uh, you know, and teams that dominate, dominate defenses and take their will away, they, they have a great run game. And look, you you said it, and it's the truth. I mean, you are called the smiling assassin for a reason, my brother. And <laughs> when you when you lay the hat on, you know, a guy like Christian Okoye or a guy like Marcus Allen or you know anybody or everybody that you happen to you know run across during your illustrious career. Hey, Marcus Allen, I'll tell you what, Marcus Allen, I don't know if I ever got a chance to hit him good because he he was so <laughs> evasive and quick, Super man. Quickly. I tackled him, but I don't know if I got a good lick on him. <laughs> but was he – Was he's, I mean, I'm sure that Barry was probably the slipperiest, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, Barry was – yeah, Barry Sanders was super slippery. Woo! And then Marcus, he was right up there too, and Marcus was a fairly big big uh, running back. You know, he's – Yeah, Marcus turning. played like fullback when Bo was playing tailback. Yeah, yeah, but that's, he's still, man. Crazy he, he had that, field to look at. that short area quickness was – man, it was, it was off the charts. So, so you know, you're you know the the most famous hit in my opinion is is you know, the the hit on the Nigerian Nightmare Christian Koy. Obviously, we've talked about it many times, but <laughs> and the NFL has changed, brother. It's it's really turned into a league where that is kind of eradicated a little bit. Like the the era I grew up watching you and Dennis Smith and Tyrone Braxton, and then John Lynch and playing with Brian Dawkins and then, you know, being able to watch Darian Stewart, TJ Ward, and those guys win Super Bowls, still being super physical, even though they got fined, it was still part of the game. Now it's being eradicated and, you know, 22 is getting suspended and fined almost a hundred thousand dollars and almost looked at as a dirty player. And I don't see that. I, I see a competitor and a, a great leader and a guy who I think should be considered for, you know, all-time recognition when he's re when he retires. So talk about how you would try and like change your game a little bit to to form into the new rules in the National Football League because the rules aren't going to change in the opposite direction. They're just going to continue to get safer. Yeah, well, um fortunately for me, I was a, a bigger defensive back, so I could hit people up high and these are and these are backs. And a lot of times, I, you know, I, I could, you know, I could we at least have a face off. You know what I'm saying? I got beat sometimes. Don't get me wrong. I, I didn't win all of them. <laughs> but, you know, so it, it was it made sense for me to do that. Right. Uh, Kareem Jackson and some of the uh, defensive backs who aren't as big. They have to find a way to get guys down. And, and so for Kareem, I think it's either. He goes for the knees or down low. He can hit them in their chest area, but many times because of the size of the running backs and receivers, they got full head of steam. Hey, man, you might get run over. And so the next best thing is, hey, hit him in the chin, in the head. And oh. I know it's illegal. You shouldn't do it. But as a defensive back, most defensive back knows, most defensive backs know that that's also a weakness in terms of what were the receiver for the receivers and, right. and running backs, you know, you hit them in that chin, boy, the, hey, the, the body will follow. Yeah. Uh, and unless they're coming the same way, they're thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh, you got me ready to go, dog. Give me a helmet now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Whoa. and I, I just think that it, it's, it's an unfortunate situation because it, it puts many defensive backs in a, 
in a difficult situation because they, they want to help their team win. Just like that receiver or tight end, running back, they're trying to get that extra yard for their offense. The defensive player, they don't want to allow that. They want to cause a fumble. They want to stop the team from getting that. And I think that, unfortunately, with the rules, it prevents that from happening from the defensive player's point of view. You can't help your team stop a first down now without being penalized. And, and not only yeah, being penalized, and then, then they get the first down, Player, then you lose one of your better players on the defensive side of the ball. Right. It just it's a lose lose for the defense for the defensive players. Man, it, it's a tough situation, no doubt, uh, brother. We will get you out of here on this one. I I, I, I know that you're a busy man, and you guys got a uh, Buffalo Bills to get ready for, and that's a big one in Orchard Park Monday night. Uh, look. The, the secondary has really improved, and the defense has really gotten a lot better. So they've made some roster changes. A lot of guys have gotten healthy. But Jaquan McMillan has really, like, popped off tape. And, he popped off in training camp. And I, that's the, I just wanted to get your opinion on this kid because he's graining out super high, and he's all over the damn field. And I love when guys, like, just kind of come out of nowhere and make a massive name for themselves. That's what this league is. It's a, yeah. You know, at the, at the root of it, it's really a grunt league where you can go earn it. And I love when I I love when I see guys just pop off like this. So let's talk about two nine a little bit, uh, and then we'll get you out of here, bro. Yeah, man, it, it, it's a great thing when you see that. Uh, and you know, fortunately, he's on a team where the coaches noticed them and recognized them, and and. He wasn't a, a draft pick. So, you know, he's free agent coming in, had to grind to make the team. And he's done that. He, he's proven to the guys that he's a hard worker, that he can pick up the defense. And he's he's making plays. And he he, he stood out even during training camp. Uh, he, he's flying around. He's got the short area quickness to play that slot corner. Not everybody can play slot corner. You know that, right? I mean, just because you're a cornerback yeah. doesn't mean you can play the slot because that's where the speedy receivers normally are. And you got to have that, that short area quickness. And Jaquan McMillan, he has the speed and quickness to play that position, but he's also physical. So he really could play inside or outside. He, he could play either one of those positions. And I, and I think he could be effective at it because – uh, you know, he, he plays with good technique. Uh, he kind of takes away uh, the, the 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 thing in the defense that we're supposed to take away where, uh, you know, every defense is going to give you something, You can, but they also going to take – the good defenses take away something as well. Right. And I think he does a good job of making sure that he, he uh, plays to the strength of the defense. So if they're going to take inside away, he, you're not getting inside. And that's the thing this this uh, Monday night is. I know they've got dudes. I know Josh Allen's a guy, but they got Denver's some, they got some balls. They got yeah. some dudes. Bro. They got some like, yeah. Diggs and and Davis and can this Kincaid kid out of Utah's a really good player. Yeah. But I I look at our defensive scheme and how DJ's kind of simplified it. And look, let's be honest. Justin Simmons is a superstar, and he's playing like one. Oh yeah. Leading, leading like one and. You know, he's the next great all-time, you know, safety in Denver Broncos history, and there's a long line of them, and obviously you're at the top of that list. Just, I don't know about all that, but 
Well, I get I get to compliment you, brother. So all right, all right, but you know, I'm, going, I'm, I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know you hate it, but damn it, no, I no, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, but so look, look, I I think that they have a real chance to go to Orchard Park and get a huge upset and be on that upswing. They they match up so nice with but Buffalo because of that secondary, how locked down it is. Uh, just. You know, I know you're not going to give a prediction, but at the same time, I've never in my life, ever in my life, heard you pick against the Broncos. So, never will. Never, never will. will. Absolutely. We're going on the What's up? So hey, that's, uh, that's like that's like for me, like when I coached my kids in high school, I'm always we we always win. Always man. winning. You know, <laughs> we always got a chance to win. And that, that's how I feel about a lot of these guys on the team, man. You know, they feel like they're my they're my kids, man. Not kids, but you know they, you know they grow. No, yeah, you know, and I'm pulling for them. I, I want to see them do well. I want to see them have success, and um, you know, I'm so happy for them that they were able to get that monkey off their back with the Chiefs, and um, and just hoping that they'll continue uh, playing the way they played last week going forward. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was some inspired ball, brother. So. All right, the great Steve Atwater, we are so thankful to have you on Zero to 60. Uh, brother, keep doing your thing and, and keep inspiring and keep leading. Uh, the great 27, the smiling assassin, Steve Atwater, thank you, bro. Enjoy your day and have a kick-ass time in Orchard Park. And uh, that plane ride home and that dub, you guys have fun. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not going. I'm not going. So I'll be, I'll be watching right, well, in Colorado. But you, have good, you have yourself a good time watching them get a dub then. That's right. You too, my brother. Appreciate you having right. me on. Later, Steve. All right, man. Good to see you. Later, bro. The great Steve Atwater joining us here on Zero to 60. And look, <clears throat> not only is Steve, you know, a, a Hall of Famer and a Ring of Famer, and in my opinion, uh, on the Mount Rushmore of Broncos, it, I don't know how you keep him off. Um, if, if you talk about, you know, the lineage of safety play, not only in the National Football League, other than guys like Ronnie Lott, you know, it, it's hard for me to put anybody above him, especially when you talk about strong safeties, free safeties. Now that's kind of morphed into one position and a lot of nickel players like we were just talking about with McMillan. But if you look at the history of this league, the era that I grew up watching and idolizing and then being, you know, in high school here when they won the Super Bowls and then getting to know Steve really well because of the relationship with the Broncos and then the media stuff. And, you know, I consider 27 not only the best – you know, player to ever play his position and my favorite player of all time, other than Alfred Williams. And, you know, he's a great friend and a great man and he really gives back and he always makes time for everybody. And that, that means a lot because, you know, he's Steve Atwater. So when you talk about like all time safety play, you can't help but notice that so many of them wore orange and blue and Dennis Smith was kind of like the matriarch of it. Cause he taught Steve everything. And then Steve, Pass it on to Braxton and Braxton passed it on, you know, as they went through that together, they kind of exited together. And that next era of player was John Lynch and, you know, playing with Brian Dawkins, listen to Brian Dawkins pregame speech makes you just want to <clears throat> listen to another Brian Dawkins pregame speech. It's incredible. So it's, it's, it's something you can't really describe. So, you know, and then the next generation of, you know, Darian Stewart and, T.J. Ward and those boys, and then now Simmons and Kareem Jackson deserves to be on that list too. And anybody that wants to villainize Kareem Jackson, it just it makes you sound like a, a 
an ignorant football fan. You can you can villainize the action all you want. It, it's easy to say that he does strike, and you know what he does. I uh, I can't be mad at him for it. It's what the game is. This is a collision sport. It's played by men, and sometimes uh, sometimes shit happens, bro. Like sometimes you get speared. Sometimes you get hit helmet to helmet. Now intentional and intention and intentional action is hard to judge on the field when you're going as fast as these guys go. I've obviously never played safety before, but I I have you know rushed the passer and broken my fair share of collarbones, and that contact is as vicious as anything else in short space, and so is the collision between a guy like Steve Atwater and Christian Okoye in a short space. So it's hard to dr- judge how intentional something is in a game where you're paid to fuck people up. Let's be real. So uh, <clears throat> look. The Smiling Assassin is a bad man. It is an honor to have him on the show. Um, it's Friday. It's been a great week. Uh, my son Nicholas has his football banquet tonight. It's pretty cool. He's in eighth grade. Uh, to, you know, going into high school next year, it's kind of uh, a little emotional, to be honest with you. Um, Steve always does this to me, the fucker. But uh, yeah, it's been a great day. And. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good weekend. The Buffs will beat Arizona and have their themselves an opportunity to go to Pullman and get a win. I don't think that I can get uh, Eric Weddle to agree with me that we can go to Utah. So, Weddle, I'm calling you on Monday, fucker, and I think CU can get you guys, but that's also just the fan inside of me always thinking we're going to win just like Steve. So, look, we had a great show, 0-60 to 60 rules. Uh, thanks for watching. Make sure you go to YouTube and subscribe. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to get out of here.